0: Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. I'm so thankful to be in the house of the Lord together. This is my favorite day of the week and I get so excited with our kids. We look forward to it. We get early in the morning and oh, it's Sunday, let's go, let's worship. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's awesome and I really love that. And obviously, my favorite uh, used to be Thanksgiving, but uh, I would say, <laughs> not that I'm trying to lose weight, now the 4th of July is my favorite uh, holiday. Um, uh, so happy 4th of July weekend for everybody. And um, I want to br- bring up a, a memory from when I was younger, when I first came uh, to America. I asked Larissa this morning, what was your first memory of an America, you know? Uh, because obviously, for those that don't know, I wasn't born here, and neither was my wife. Um... I was born in Uzbekistan. My wife was born in Yalta, Ukraine, um, and uh, not, which is now Russia. But anyways, and I was like, "What was your first memory?" And I just decided to ask her that this morning, um, and she was like, "You know, I just was amazed by the fact that you know you show up and like all the night, all the roads and traffic lights are working, and <laughs> like just you know all the cleanliness and just the system in place and." Uh, it's amazing because we co- come from you know for socialist countries, and it's I could say it's a quite a big difference. So this um, celebration, Independence Day, it, it's a lot more precious to me uh, because I know what I have, and just be I'm so thankful for this country. And if you were born here, and you know you're you're used to it, and things like that, and but I must say the freedoms that we have here. That despite of so many different variety of presidents and everybody that we've had, there's God's grace over this land. I love that Bob pointed that out. You know, it's a Christian nation. Our fathers prayed so much, you know, for this country to make make it happen. And they escaped here. And, you know, they escaped those places where there was no freedom. And so that's why uh, this day of celebration is a lot more special to me. Um, also, I think once every four years, right, we have this, um, a, a, they do it at J-Bear, where they air show. I really love right. that, too. Because and when I watch that, and then there's music playing, then you get these blue angels, the, the fighter fly, uh, pilots come in, and they fly together and sync, and you just see all this power. And um, as a... As an immigrant who's now a US citizen, like I have I find so much honor and joy being able to enjoy yeah, that and yeah. just look, like, wow Lord, I feel pretty safe here. <laughs> when you have all these airplanes flying and all the protection and everything like that. And of course, you know, the thing is we can have all the massive power and everything, but there's nothing that like more specific and more stronger than the protection of God. I love that Robert pointed, made that emphasis on that, talking about you know, yes, there was sacrifice that was paid by our fathers and everything like that, but there's no greater sacrifice, you know, than Jesus Christ who laid down his life, right? And so, but anyways, my first fond memory coming to America, and I just thought about it today, was I remember having this winter jacket, and uh, because we were flying to Alaska, and it was December, so um, I had, we had no clue what what it was going to be like, even though our brother was here, but I remember when, before getting off the plane, and my uh, mom and dad are like, yeah, make sure you put on your, you know, winter coat. And, and I remember sweating. I mean, the plane's already parked, you know. <laughs> like, all right, you walk in and you go straight into the building. You're like, Where's the, where's the frost? And then when you get out of the airport, you go straight into the vehicle. I'm like, so there's technically no need to walk from point A to point B. And I was like, man, I suffered with this uh, sweaty jacket for such a long time. And uh, it was just, uh, but I'm amazed the fact, just like talking about God's grace, talking about everything, like, wow, you can just literally, you can live in Alaska and you can hop from your vehicle, you know, to this, and you don't really need to be in cold. just everything that we have is just so amazing, and this morning, and just, I'm like, Lord, I'm so thankful, I'm thankful for vehicles, I think about the heating that I have, and thinking, when you think about those places, like, you know, Bob was talking about Central Asia, anywhere, a lot of the places in the world, you know, they don't have all that, what we have, and so I want us to, especially, when it comes to, you know, a celebration, like a holiday, of like Independence Day, to think about, Think about what we have, and just be able to be thankful for running water. Thinking about like clothes to wear, like you don't have to worry. I think about it as a father, I'm like I don't have to worry about like will my kids eat something next week. You know, it's so such little things, but they're so profound. So that's why I like to reiterate, you know, that aspect of saying the gratitude. You know, that we have here is just uh, not everybody. In the world has that access to. So, anyways, that's why I just remind everybody to stay thankful, say grateful, amen. And I, you know, when I think, and one of the main reasons I love about this holiday is because uh, it reminds me. It's a reflection of this sacrifice. You know, we, we think about our men and women, uh, and a lot of people. You know, served here in military. The sacrifice that they laid. You know, thinking about there's a lot of people that died on behalf of you know, this country. Um, but that just shows me the reflection of what Jesus Christ has done, talking about that nothing is free. So, yeah, we got that grace for free from the Lord, right? But there was price that was paid. There's always a, 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 somebody that lays down your life. Nothing is free. So uh, we live in a free country because somebody had to pay the price so, and we are free from sin, we are free, we're made righteous because there was price that was paid, amen? And Jesus Christ made that possible. So that's why I love that because it just reflects on God's life, uh, God's love for us, amen? So, so the title of my message, I want to highlight on just a couple of things, just what's on my heart. Uh, I don't have any specific points, but I think there's going to be a good reflection to understand what this nation, you know, uh, yeah. what it means to us. And also talking about freedom that comes through the, through the cross. So, Freedom Through the Cross is the title. Um, speaking of freedom, <laughs> um, I, I've heard people say that, and I've heard that from multiple people nowadays, especially that uh, pastors are not supposed to talk about political topics or current events, right? Um, and I always wondered, like, where did that idea come from? Uh, you know, uh, did it come from people? Uh, you know, or did it come from God or from the Bible, or um, where did it arise? You know, um, nowadays we're living in times that if, even if a pastor reads the scripture, says God created male and female, male and female, He created them. It's considered hate speech now. Uh, you know, if you consider that the marriages between a man and a woman and things like that, or sanctity of life, uh, you will you're be considered you're going political. So, um, but I want us to consider this. Um, is this church supposed to stay silent on topics while the world controls the narrative? Because we know the scripture says, "Who runs this world?" Right? Uh, it's the principal this principality of this world is Satan, right? And just for a moment, forget about red versus uh, red versus blue or white, if you're in between, um, and think about the world as God sees it. Okay, so God sees two opposing kingdoms. There's always good and evil. When people throw in the word race, other things, racism, technically it's between good or evil, right? Um, kingdom of this world, the scripture talks, or kingdom of God, uh, kingdom of light or kingdom of darkness. Okay, make sense? So when you get to the topics of sexuality, marriage, or parenting nowadays, um, it's it's crazy. You know, there's always going to be light versus darkness from the perspective of God. Okay. Because God talks about these things through His scripture, here to His people. And so when you think of sanctity of life, whatever it may be, meaning of marriage, there's always going to be kingdom of light versus kingdom of darkness. Um, and I don't believe churches are supposed to stay silent on the subjects that the Bible is not silent on. So we need to be aware of that and stay boldly and be confident in the Lord. Amen. Especially as people of faith, we're supposed to see things from God's perspective. When we're reading the scripture, you know, we're supposed to see from God's perspective. And so, because I'll be honest with you, if everything you can have and people that be- may believe in anything, you can still love them. You can still lead them to Christ, you know. And in fact, I encourage people to make friends with non-believers. In fact, that's our whole purpose is while we're here on earth, we're supposed to reach out. We're supposed to show the love of Christ, amen. So it doesn't mean you have to stay on their level and start understanding we're believing the way we are. No, no, no. But you are standing on a firm ground, you want to make sure you stand on the firm ground. Because if you're not standing on the firm ground and you're trying to pull somebody out, uh, it's not going to be easy. Like, you know, if somebody, for example, struggling with something, if you're having some issue with whether it's some kind of addiction, it might be difficult for you to minister to the person that's struggling with the same things, right? So just what I'm saying, So, but when it comes to faith perspective, you want to make sure you're grounded in Christ, you spend time with Him in prayer, read His Word every day, amen? And that way you're grounded and you can be confident to talk about to, to anybody. We've been on this whole theme for throughout the whole year talking about uh, being kingdom-minded, servant-hearted. That's just a vision for the church, but also being able to be confident that we're called to be disciple. It's not, and many times in the speakers that we had talking about, hey, it's, it's all of us. We're called, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you are qualified to minister to people, amen? So, and I love that Bob, uh, um, Robert also last week mentioned how he just stops by garage sale and boom, divine appointments, divine opportunities, left and right. You are able to plant these seeds, and you never know. Like, for example, you may not never know. You may not meet that child. You may not meet that family that, from Asia that you sponsored. And then, like, one day in heaven, they're like, hey, my name is Jamal, or whatever it may be. Like, <laughs> you supported me. Uh, or you are able, you sustained my family through this difficult time. How incredible would it be? Uh, talking about just the reunion in heaven is going to be so precious. And to understand that you could be in your living room. You know, with, with the blessing you have and be able to bless somebody overseas. I think it's just such a, such a beautiful light. But anyways, the reason that when I think about this country also and thinking about the future and how much God has graced, because I know that you know a lot of the gospel, to for example, Soviet nations, came because of the missionaries that came to, uh, from America. And so I, when I think about those things, it's that much more um, impactful to me to know that, what we have in america and we need to protect it and i know the devil is after that he's always to seek kill and destroy his vision is to try to destroy the future right if he wants to destroy your children he most likely will try to destroy you and impact your children future so there won't be no future right so that's what he does he just he steal, kills and destroys he doesn't create he just destroys or he takes what god has made and just distorts it um so but the reason I say the devil is its so evident the devil's after an age in his future because Satan's trying to impact from the youth, from little children's age nowadays, and it's getting rampant every year. Um, and like just attacking and perverting things, and you're seeing, you know, things like that. Like it's just uh, in the elementary schools, and I'm like, Lord Jesus, what is going on? It's just Satan is just not holding back anymore. And so it's just that much more, it's a reminder to us to be able to understand the root of that is because he doesn't want our nation to have a future because if you eliminate you destroy children reproductivity so like uh, you will wipe out the nation so we have to see it again versus kingdom of darkness versus kingdom of light amen and I say that if we don't teach our children to follow Christ the world will teach them not to I want to point that out if we do not teach our children to follow Christ the world will uh, teach them their own ways So now's the time, I think, for the bride of Christ, for us, for believers to shine to the glory of God. Amen? And bring people out of darkness into his glorious light. And Daniel, um, and I'm talking about church, make sure they're taking action. Daniel's a prophet, and there's so many things that are happening nowadays in the world that are like you read at the Scripture, and you're like, wow, this is talking about our time. Daniel 11.32 says, He shall seduce with flattery those who violate the covenant but the people who know their god yeah. shall stand firm and take action yeah. Yeah. i love that benjamin franklin was once was asked says what kind of a government um, have you given us in early times and this is what he responded he said a democracy if you can keep it and then he goes on and says our republic is founded on the principles of god but it will continue only as long as people can keep it alive okay And so, but I like that he pointed out that the principles of God really played a whole uh, value. And I think there's, because of the foundation, that just talks about the importance of foundation in your own life. But the fact that there was a laying down of foundation in our nation before, that's still, despite of a lot of things, by God's grace. Yes, there's, you know, bad politicians and all sorts of things happening all around us. But there's God's grace because Talking about foundation is so important. So when you're laying foundation with your children, when you're spending time with them, oh, trust me, that will impact your future from generation to generation. Amen? Uh, Three things i like to point out while I'm on that subject. Be aware, okay, as believers, we need to be aware. Number two, we need to be engaged, and we need to act. So be aware of what's happening around you in schools, libraries, what laws are being passed. Just be aware. Number two is be engaged. Well, you have a voice, just you can be part. And I love that in, uh, that in America, my voice matters, that I can actually share my opinion. <laughs> they have borough assemblies that happen, you know, uh, on Tuesdays. And sometimes, re- and they have open mic to absolutely everybody. You have somebody just comes in and just says a bunch of nonsense. You're thinking like, what? And that's actually across America a lot of times. So yeah. what I'm saying is there is an option for you to come in. And I, I like one person just came up. He's like, uh, I just want to come up and I just want to pray for everybody. <laughs> and I love that. He's like, I want to pray for our city. And they just have three. They have, you have three minutes. You show up. And, and I love that. You literally just can go and just make your voice heard. <laughs> and it's recorded. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so the question I wanted to ask today was, like, is there a tension between our allegiance to God or our allegiance to our country? And is there, should be, or, you know. And I believe as followers of Christ, we're um, citizens of multiple kingdoms. We're citizens of uh, earthly, and then we're citizens of heavenly. Scripture b- talks about those both of those things. So, uh, first and foremost, we're people of God, as I've mentioned already, right? Matthew 6.10 says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, we're saying your kingdom come, right? All right. In Matthew 6.33, it says, but seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness. So we're talking again about kingdom, talking about his kingdom, and all these things will be given to you as well. So it talks about, for perspective, we always have to view everything in the light of Christ and how we, if we acknowledge Christ in all our ways, it impacts how we live and how we interact with people. It impacts how you can just absolutely talk to somebody that dislikes you, hates you, disagrees with you, and you can just love on them. You know what I mean? Because you have a your kingdom of God has come into your life now. Amen. So we are citizens of our cities, states, nations with biblical mandate. Does that make sense? Because we want to pursue the well-being of our communities. And I say that based off Jeremiah 29:7. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray, this especially it's home for me. It says into your exile. <laughs> for me, this country was an exile. Uh, pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. So you have direct impact on your nation. You have direct impact on your community. Do you understand that, right? You're carrying the kingdom of light, and you get to impact everybody that is around you. Amen? Hallelujah. So our first allegiance is to God. Um. And when we do, we become ambassadors to our communities. And I say that based off 2 Corinthians 5.20. It says, so we are Christ ambassadors. You're representing Christ wherever you go. Amen? I love that. God is making his appeal through us. Would you look at that? I guess you matter so much. (laughs) Through you, through where you're at, (laughs) whatever the career you're at, whether you're a school teacher, whether you're just an employee, you have a circle of influence. I love that. So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God, okay? So we literally are just pulling people out of the darkness and just introducing them to light, saying, hey, I know something better, right? Um. But with that, I want to point out, right, since we're speaking of nations, um, but the cross and the flag are not equally authoritative. I want to make sure I point that out. If we make allegiance to a country uh, synonymous with serving God or vice versa, we not only risk idolatry, but also risk of being failing agents for the gospel of change, right? Because uh, we're not supposed to worship our country. Some people uh, kind of flip those back and forth. We have to understand that if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for his grace over our nation, we would not be where we're at, right? Amen? So I love that. Uh, So you want to make sure you're not in that risk of idolatry, right? Um, Or like being counterproductive. Uh, So I do believe, though, the church, that's, that's Bride of Christ, that's us, not the state, is God's primary strategy for changing our world. You see what I mean? I mean, can put scripture, people can put faith in other people out there into the leaders. Like, if we can just get this president, we'll get it on track. Sure, I do believe that because it's a very important that we do our part. But we cannot worship, put our faith into a human being. Does that make sense? I want us to understand. So when people do that, they get devastated. And we've seen that, you know. And God is like, you know what? You, I think you worshiped. Uh, one president more than he did me, you know, and it happens because we can be at risk of idolatry, so we got to be careful about that, amen, to understand that God is moving through his people, and the more people, it's like wildfire, the more light is being shined, you're pretty much impacting your communities, you're impacting your workplace in all the area, amen, but I do want to point that out since I said that God uses governmental leaders to provide safety and blessings, those places are in order. That's from God. Proverbs 21 1 says, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. I love that, right? Likewise, God called and equipped godly people. We see that in Scripture. Joseph, Moses, Daniel, Esther. And, you know, they get to the highest levels. So I do believe God can rise, raise up leaders out of your children. You never know. Dax might become one of the presidents of the United States. You never know. We can laugh about it right now, but this is our future because we don't know, though, because we we can't see it. You know, we're not looking for the future, but God certainly can, because He God. How amazing it is that if somebody that reveres the Lord is walking with the Lord and be able to lead a nation, that's definitely possible. But yet again, on the flip side, God could use anybody. If He can use a donkey, He can use. Uh, Any president, you know, um, and I believe, I tend to believe that God has given us um, presidents that we deserve. How do I say this? (laughs) And I'll explain that because, you know, um, and I like that because it it really just reverts people. First of all, like, again, I say it, not to put trust in a human being putting trust in God first, and then praying and acting. So don't mix those backwards. God comes first, and then you can pray and believe for somebody to get in the office as well. So your part is to act afterwards, amen? So be be aware, but also take action. We are given the ability to vote here, and I believe the vote counts. Uh, in our nation, and whatever it may be behind the closed, there's a lot of information that we don't know, and don't even try to and figure out, because I guarantee you in every nation, there's crimes at the highest level, and we cannot control that, but what we can do is our part, right, so if believers just do their part, if they vote, they pray, don't, don't just vote, but you know when people say, <laughs> I don't like when people say, just go out there and vote, <laughs> I remember I used to do that when I first got into voting. And I have no people, like, school board, this. And I'm just like, oh, i seen this name tag before. I saw this sign. It looks pretty cool. We had a cool sign. And like, I didn't know because when I first started voting. But so don't just vote. Think about where you are. Pray about that. Amen? All right. We're bouncing around everything, but we got a theme. We got our nation. We are praying. We're God's people, right? And we're talking about the freedom. So um, Matthew five thirteen through 15. So we're continuing on this theme saying you are the light. You are just, you're setting the example. You set the atmosphere. Don't trust in the government. You set the atmosphere. I mean, for at least your family, and your family can impact other families, and that impacts your community. Your community impacts the state. You see where I'm going with this, and that goes up there. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 15. You are the salt of the earth. I love this. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown and trampled underfoot. We can use it in Alaska. Wait. If it loses saltiness, I wonder if it'll lose traction. We'll see. Verse 14. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to go there. Verse 14. You are the light of the world. So it's the same theme. You're the salt because food tastes good. If things are under salted, they don't taste good. So if you're a believer and you don't have the Christ in you, you're an effective believer. So you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. It's like the glory of God, you cannot hide. Moses was on the mountains. It doesn't matter. He comes down. He could be talking about anything. He's like, wow, look at that glory of God on Moses, right? Because he spent time with the Lord. So just like a, a city that's on the hill, right? A town built on the hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. So the point of us to carry that light is not to be hidden like, I'm a Christian, I think. I'm, I'm going to be embarrassed to pray in the, at the restaurant, you know, things like that. You know, you, are, you carry light. And obviously, if you are, by the way, I like to throw it out there as a pastor. If you, if you are, if you go to a restaurant, tip generously, please. <laughs> be that light. Be the salt of the world. Come on, right? You never know, this is opportunity to bless somebody, even if somebody that didn't deserve it. Think about it. We didn't deserve a lot of things either in our life. And sometimes you look at these people, and they're hustling, bustling around, especially if you go out on a Sunday. It's sad to say, but there's a lot of believers that, do a bad rep you know (laughs) they were not tipping and I like to say even if it was poor customer service minimum 20 percent like I just I know it sounds crazy but that's the thing is we were washing of the feet we're shining light we're we're the salt of the earth we're supposed to be somebody doesn't like the fact they pray and they they frowned upon you I've seen that one time they rolled their eyes because when I, I was about to pray and and I was like part of me I'm like well you ain't getting a tip and the Holy is like, oh, no, no, you're going to give her a 40% tip <laughs> to show him because you are the light of the world. Amen? Hallelujah. Somebody getting somebody today? We're getting uh, reminders consistently of who Christ calls us to be. Amen? So that means our faith impacts everything we do. And that will impact our vote. That will impact everything. It will affect your politics, so to speak, right? But to be clear, our struggle is not against, you know, people, right? Against the souls or of political parties or adversaries. It's for their souls, right? It's for the people. 2 Corinthians ten four through 6. We all know this. I want to remind it again. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On contrary, they have divine power to demolish stronghold. That, your tip can become that divine power during that time to demolish a stronghold that could be happening in that girl's life and the waiter's, amen? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. So deep inside, we know the knowledge. We know what the, what's the right thing to do. And if we shut that down, we're not letting the Holy Spirit move through us. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. Your obedience is complete when you're walking with the Lord. When you're literally taking every thought captive that you're like, wait a minute, not from the Lord. Nope, somebody said this to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back with love on them, right? So our King Jesus has already we already heard this this morning. Destroyed sin and death, right? And I love it because it gives me confidence to be bold in my faith. I know how this story ends. God has the ultimate finish. Amen? Christ laid down his life for my freedom. So now I take up the cross. The scripture tells us, take up your cross, right? In Matthew 16, 24. Um, uh, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So important. So I take up my cross for the freedom of others now who are still in the darkness. Matthew 11:30 says, "For my yoke this is so comforting to know that if you're following Christ, it's not going to be that it's the part of expressing the love of Jesus is not difficult. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You don't need to. You don't have a testimony. All you need to do is talk about. There's one man who laid, who was, you know, son of God who laid down his life for us. That is enough." That word, God stands behind that word. You don't need to share anything like that and follow, follow up with love. It's so important that we still take action, amen? Um, so when we celebrate our nation's birth and, for example, you know, a blessing of citizenship, so beautiful, um, we can do this in clear recognition uh, that these come by grace, not by entitlement, right? Um, for believers, this is an opportunity, one, to pray on behalf I mean, for those who govern us, right, for our officials, Scripture tells us to do that. Number two, and to tell people about the freedom that is found in Christ. So let's look at 4th of July or Independence Day from a different perspective, amen, Uh, that this is an opportunity for us to pray and tell people about the love of God. So, and we can humbly boast in God's blessings and protection. (laughs) That we can boast on, right? We were singing, I will boast. In Christ alone, His righteousness, and not my own. It's His righteousness, right? God stands behind His word, so we can celebrate um, this holiday based off the way Hebrews eleven sixteen. So this gives us an opportunity because Scripture talks about a better country. So we can look at our country in the light of what Hebrews uh, author says. Hebrews eleven sixteen says, instead they were longing for a better country heavenly one so our heart is not it's not supposed to be tied down to this world right our citizenship is in heaven while we're citizens here therefore god is not ashamed to be called their god for he has prepared a city for them so this is not our home our home is in heaven but god has given us ability that while we're here to shine the light right to be that salt amen second chronicles and I like that because when we, um, if we've fallen short, and we've definitely, as our nation, fallen short many times, uh, but Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, if my people, this is us, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn, this is very important, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen? And we know that gospel triumphs over every differences of national, uh, nationality, so differences between national, uh, national uh, nations, economics over culture. God just triumphs over that, amen? Colossians 3.11 says, in new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or Gentile. I want to point that out, in the new life, meaning once you take up on the cross, uh, once you uh, accepted Jesus into your life and he is your Lord and Savior. Uh, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us, okay? So I love that. So you have Christ in you. Be confident in that, amen? Amen. God is just so awesome, and he loves, loves working through people, you know, and, and he loves that he gets the opportunity to shine his light through us, amen? Let me bring back Daniel eleven thirty-two. But the people, the second part of it says, but the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. Notice the key thing. It says, but people who know their God. Because people say, I know God, but this, you know you? It's just like when I brought up an example. You can know somebody popular, you know, and like, oh, you know, I know him. Met across, talked with him one time. Do that person knows you? So same I want to say to us as a challenge, say, do I know God? Lord, do my, am I, is my relationship evolving? Am I getting deeper into knowing him? It's not just one time you meet. It's just like with marriage. You don't just meet or say, hey, I do. Or like, and then later like, well, I, you know I love you, right? <laughs> and, you, if you, and you never express your love for one another to a husband, a wife, wife to a husband. You know, your relationship is supposed to continuously evolve gets stronger, deeper, meaningful, and every challenge becomes deeper. Guess point that out because we never like to I like to bring this up. Just like in any relationship, there's going to be struggle, and we know that. Every one of us, <laughs> the husband and wife's relationship can, you know, falter, even in your own personal life. But just like there could be challenges in those life, in our physical life, you can have a challenging relationship with God where there's times where you're going through, you don't understand what's happening. And then only until later, you're like, oh, God, I see. I can look back and be like, I see what you did there. You were working on me. And here I am fighting my wife. (laughs) You know what I mean? Things like that. I'm just explaining something. It can happen. I'm not pointing uh, fingers at anybody because our relationship with God also grows. And every challenge, every struggle in our life, and certain things that doesn't make sense, in a few weeks I talked about it. You're like, Lord, why did this happen to me? Why is this still there? Why am I still doubting? That the fact that you're doubting is still part that says that you have faith. And I brought it up, and I want to just, I think the Holy Spirit is reminding me to say that today. Uh, You don't need to tell an atheist, a person that doesn't believe in God. You know, you don't need to convince him that, you know, he doesn't even doubt that, right? He's like, maybe there's God. But the fact that there's a doubt, that still means... That's part of the faith. It's very important that you're still moving, that you're still growing. You're still questioning. You're not sure. You haven't figured out things. But I love that as you grow, just as in your, like, physical life, through every difficult, maybe bad previous marriage that you've had, and you look back at it, and you're like, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Now I see that was your hand in me, that you've made me. This challenge was like a workout. I look back, it grew my spiritual muscles. And I, I, can't, to help, I can't help but reflect to say that I notice how many times A person starts seeking God when things get difficult. They were not thinking about their life. Like I remember not long ago, my friend, he wasn't even a Christian. I don't think he was a believer. He might have been an atheist. But recently, some difficult things happened in life. He lost his mom. And I see him just like, you know how on the algorithm it shows if your friends like a post or something? And I'm seeing, you know, Oliver liked this post. And I was like, what? You really liked the Christian post somewhere? You, because, you know, the difficulty arose and difficult times bring people to the knowledge of Christ. And I always like to say, guys, don't wait for and things to get difficult. This last youth, uh, this last Friday when we were working, I was like, guys, we can avoid making a lot of mistakes. You're better. You don't need to be old and wise. Uh, you don't be, like I said, you know, somebody, Nathan said, mentioned something. And then I said, well, yeah, I've said, I used to believe that before to be old and wise, you have to be young and stupid. A lot of truth in that, yes. (laughs) But I said, you can actually avoid making a lot of mistakes. And you actually, you're smarter if you're simply looking at somebody like, hey, that person tried doing this, and this is what happened. Lord, you're warning me. And God gives us warnings. And I love them. When you're walking under the influence of God, he gives you a heads-up warning. Amen. I'm landing the plane. I just got, I'm just, the reason I want to say is there's people around us left and right. We think about, yes, we what I like to do it is I like to financially support people overseas where I'm not going to fly. But what I do here, people who I work with, one day my fear is, the only fear that I have is that if I'm going to be before the throne of God, and the Lord will say, Dick, you never told that person about this. Because we're talking about we carry the treasures within our earthly vessels or we carry the kingdom of God. We get to like carry. And a lot of times you don't even need to say anything. You'll just come up someday somebody and say, can I pray for you? I love when Matt shared one of his friends, and then when that he offered that to him, he always like, hey, man, I'm here for you. You need me to pray for you? And that difficulty hit, and all of a sudden, he reached out to Matt, and I love that because the, the seeds were planted, right? So continuously walk, understanding that God is moving through you, right? When we look and we celebrate this holiday of freedom, to understand that where our freedom came from, our freedom is found in Christ, Amen. But people outside, around us, left and right. So we can support people out there overseas. But people locally next to us, we must make an impact. Because people around us might not be hungry physically, but they're hungry for truth. And the scripture, John 8.32 says, You know, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is the truth that people need to hear. They need to be set free. And that freedom only comes from Christ. Only through the cross, amen. Let me read that if we can if we can uh, stand to our feet. First Peter 2 9. I want to read this over you. Just, uh, just bless you on the way out. And then I'm gonna have Johnny come up and I want us to pray over our nation together. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are chosen people. Read this over yourself. Put your you are put your name. But Vic, you are a chosen person. Lisa, Matt, Bob. Johnny, you know what I mean, Anatoly. But you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare. But that's the thing. There's the challenge. So we're supposed to shine, right? Be the salt to the... That you may declare the praises of him. Who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light? Come on, receive that. Receive that. Amen. God has called you out of darkness into his glorious light. Amen. So we are ambassadors for his kingdom. Amen. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by the person next to you that doesn't believe the way that you do. This is the time for us to act, right? That says the but if people that are called by my name shall humble themselves, right? And act and pray. And again, people who know their God shall stand for him and take action. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.